0: hi i'm Shankar, and you're listening to the bar all right today we're going to talk about the role of an influencer and for that we have two really special guests to join us tivanesh and vivek so tv
1: what's up what's up hi tell us about yourself Okay, so I'm Tivanish from Football TV. I am 10, 30 soon and I am a brand strategist and I also am a freelance
0: islander. Alright, we'll get to that later. Second guest for the day, we have someone all the way from Australia. Wiwik, how are you doing today? What's up, man? I'm fine. How are you? Good, thank you. Vivek, you are officially our first ever guest from abroad. So how do you feel about that? Still have no idea what I'm doing here, but
2: very much honored that you'd have me on the show. Tell us a bit about yourself. So yeah, I I actually just came here a couple of months back. I am in privacy and governance. So I work for Corporate companies advising them on data privacy and risk But you have a legal background, right? Yes, correct Last seven and a half years, primarily in-house
0: And above all, you have all this knowledge that I learn so much every day from you So I think that was one of the key points of having you So today, with the two of you, we're going to have a chat about the role of an influencer My first question, TV, are you an influencer?
1: I'm seen as that way, but I don't feel I am
0: Okay, and why is that?
1: I think influencers, they have to have a certain amount of followings and a you know, certain amount of engagement and all. I'm just a guy who has been posting stuff on Instagram on a lot basis. Like Influencing or posting stuff on Instagram is not something I do for living. If you were to ask me, there are two categories. There's one influencer, one is KOL. So influencer, anyone can be influencer. So for example, you can even have like 10 followers on your Instagram or Facebook account and all. But if you were to say, hey, I was some sheep. And the movie is good. And someone said, "Hey, you know what?" Shangda said, Shang-Chi is good." And then the person to watch it. When that person watches it, it's because of your influence. So technically, everyone's influencer. Right. However, KOL is different.
0: What does it stand for? KOL
1: is actually a uh, key opinion leader. So basically, they are the subject expert. Let's just say, if someone is famous for fitness. So whatever that they are posting on their Instagram account or whatever account, it's gonna be for fitness only. You don't see someone who is a fitness enthusiast who's gonna post alcohol or chicken rice shop. So KLs are very subjected to that one topic and all their postings are there.
0: Very interesting. And Vivek, for you, what is the definition of an influencer?
2: Right, so first, putting on record, I am definitely not an influencer. <laughs> I like to think of a couple of different categories. You've got marketers, promoters, and then influencers. To actually influence someone, you need to be able to have that level of engagement and also that standing that TV just mentioned, either a subject matter specialist or someone who you know, knows his or her stuff. Where else a marketer or promoter can be anyone who's famous, literally, you know, you have 50 million followers, you tweet about a brand and it's really just more of brand awareness or getting your product out there as opposed to actually influencing someone to go and buy it or go and watch it. So yeah, a lot of people out there are with the tagline influencers may actually just be marketers, promoters, vice versa, somebody who like you, you know, when you're passionate about an issue, you may not realize it, but you might be an influencer in, in your own field right so yeah that's my take okay so now we have influencer we have kol we have brand promoters
0: are those three different categories all together or are they in line with one another could you also be a brand promoter without being a key opinion leader you know like how do you distinguish between them
2: I think KOL and brand promoter, they're probably quite similar because you can't really promote a brand without being somebody in the field or the area. But with influencers, personally, I feel the term is thrown around very loosely. It seems like almost everyone today can be an influencer when they don't even know the subject. So for example, TV is in the brand industry. He knows clients, he knows uh, their needs, etc. You might have, say, a 25-year-old up-and-coming social media influencer who has had no experience to brand marketing, etc. And the coin influencer comes in. Say, if a client were to meet them, off the bat, (laughs) I can think of maybe a thousand things that would go wrong before you're even considered a KOL or someone worth engaging. Is there like a specific number that makes a person an influencer? Uh, just the numbers alone don't make you an influencer to me you need to have some kind of substance or substantive basis. So whether that's a KOL, whether that's at least you know some foundational knowledge in what you're promoting or what you're about. If your passion is movies, I would expect you to at least have watched the top 10 movies of all time or to know which director is coming out with the next movie, etc. Same thing with books, cars, whatever you're promoting, right? If you're just going to do anything under the sun, eventually I'm sure brands will find engagement levels won't just be up there because you're really not influencing anyone you might maybe promote it if there's a show coming out. But beyond that, yeah, no, I I don't think so. Right, so like TV, you've got
0: 7,000 followers, 8,000 right now? At some very middle time of recording. So is it a rule, unwritten rule, that you have to have 10,000 followers in order to be officially an influencer?
1: It really depends on the agency or who you're working for. For example, some agencies, they are looking at numbers. Some agencies are looking at purely engagement. So, for example, they don't care about the amount of likes, but they, are, they care about the ones who use the voucher code, the ones who comment. So it really depends, you know, for people to people. And that
0: goes back to what Vivek said, right, about brand promoter. So Vivek, when you talk about brand promoters, do they have to have a specific number? Is that supposed to be a conversion for the brand?
2: i think for promoters marketers generally i mean corporations uh, mnc's that would be one of the criterias then of course they look at things like content usp or unique sale proposition you know whether they fit with the brand uh, but yeah for sure numbers definitely as opposed to again with influencers you know the easiest example would be if you take tiktok right you've got a lot of people there with millions of followers and all they do is <laughs> 10 second dots every every monday wednesday and fridays <laughs> if they were to promote say a car or a book how many are actually going to take them seriously right how many would actually invest or part with their money based on someone on tiktok so yeah really i think um what that person stands for the usb would probably be as equally as important as the numbers of uh, number of followers they have
1: but how can you measure that? Let's just say you see a huge billboard of Toyota or Apple and stuff. How do you know that the billboard is actually doing its job?
2: I think from my very limited knowledge, what they would have done is at least some form of heat mapping or some kind of tracking system to know how many people actually pass by that road per day. So if it's a high volume area and it's really visible and get a lot of that traffic, mm-hmm. all they want is just that attention at two seconds or three seconds that you drive by. Maybe subconsciously seeing it every day eventually implements that thought in your head. It's not something immediate. I think it's more long-term. So how is that different
1: from influencers who have high numbers?
2: I mean, you're expecting someone to talk about something and to convince you to part money with. So promotion and advertising is one section. Actually influencing someone to go and do it takes it a step further. Look, let's say if you've got 100,000 followers, right? And you have a cause that you really care about. So say Kita Jaga Kita, which just came up. From your 100,000 followers, if you were to raise a campaign, right? How many people from that 100,000 would you actually be able to get a dollar out of? Or even $10? How much is their capacity to actually chip in? Can they? Will they? Are they interested at all in the campaign? There's so many variables and that's why I feel just the number alone is not enough.
0: Okay, interesting. TV, are you more focused on influencing decisions or are you more focused on the brand part?
1: For me, I have like certain things which I can work out with. I mean, promoting stuff on social media and all, it's basically side income. So if the money is good down, I'll go away But like I said, there are a few things which is a no-no for me. So no matter how much
0: you pay me, I will do it. So for you, the product has to be in line with what you care about as Some well. Someone, yes. Do influencers have the pressure of being entertaining?
1: It really does depend as well. Why clients speak some accounts is because they like their personality. And some brands allow the influencers or KLs to promote the product according to what they are comfortable with. For example, if you have an iPhone. So how you, me, or Vivek sees the iPhone is completely different. So some clients are like that. But some clients have this rigid rule where, no, you have to just do this. So it really depends on the brand and also the talents who are going to promote
0: finances part like how do you make money do influencers make money
1: I know a few who do but for me personally I mean first of all I have the amount but even if I do have like 100,000 and above I would not make it as a full-time career
0: is it due to the sustainability of the income definitely okay so you can make money but it depends yeah. But could it be a profession itself? So let's say I introduce you to my nephew who's like seventeen years old, who's thinking about you know what jobs to do. Should he be considering a job as an influencer? Like yeah, I would say if you want
1: extra money, how about you try coaching this agency and stuff, make your profile public and, you know, get jobs.
0: How did you become an influencer? Was it the path that you took, you put in a lot of effort, you tried to make videos that were entertaining and you built your following, or did it just come very naturally? You just put what you wanted to put out there and then people just started following.
1: I went for an event, I think about five, six years ago. An agency that was the event took my number. And after that, I started getting jobs. So I thought like Okay For me to get a job I need to go to an agency But then there are times When Trying comes to me But to be honest I still don't see myself As like a very Engaging Influencer I'm just lucky Because there are not many Indian boys Who do what I do And I somehow fit
2: towards that market
0: Okay Do you feel There should be A social responsibility Tied To an influencer uh,
2: That's a yes or no Answer Shaka. Um Look, if you take an influencer as a profession, that means they're self-employed. Their contract, if they're promoting something with a client or an agency, is with that agency. So they're bound by that. As an individual, as a human being, we all have our own principles and values. And we probably would be held accountable to that by our friends, family, and society in general. To say that an influencer has a higher moral standard, you can argue yes or no. But to me personally, it really depends on the context. If you've got a sizable number of followers and you understand that your role in social media does carry some responsibility because your audience can be anyone from five years old to 50, you know, we can hold them to some sort of standards, but it's still very subjective.
0: TV, with this large following you have, do you feel like okay I need to portray myself in a way that sets a good example to young kids or even you know adults out there.
1: Okay, firstly I don't have a large following.
0: <laughs> Stop saying it. It's all relative. <laughs> but
1: yeah, I do feel a certain sense of responsibility. So there are things which I do, there are things which I don't do. Uh, like promoting uh, alcohol brands which I don't do. Same when it comes to weight. I don't do weight or serious stuff. And even if there are things which I do which is not right, I won't portray it. Understood. An interesting
0: thing about today's session is all three of us are Subang kids. What's up? <laughs> Tying it back to something that's very close to heart, we started OpsFeed Subang. When you're raising funds for a specific community, is it too much to ask for, to reach out to an influencer and say, could you promote this for the benefit of the people? Or does the agency still have control over that?
1: Okay, look at it this way. Do you think you're the only one who has come with kind of request? They may have tons of requests on a daily basis. So you can't expect them to do that. But because every day, the content of the influencer b- belongs to the public. But the influencer, his or her personality or who they are, don't belong to the public.
0: But would it take a lot to just maybe just one reshare, one retweet? Would that be a lot? Would that disrupt anything for an influencer when you do that?
1: What we think may not be a lot, may be a lot for that person. We don't know what that person is going through. So sometimes it's like something we can ask them, but we cannot expect something written
0: understand. And okay, I'll just give one thing. What I saw was the opportunity of someone with such a Mm -hmm. strong following, followed by a majority of well-to-do Subang people. If they just knew that this initiative was taking place, that outreach that goes out, the amount of people would have known about it and the amount of community that could have been helped. I I was just wondering, was that too much to ask? What do you think about it very neutrally?
2: Right. So for me, no, it's not too much to ask. At the end of it, if you're asking them to post a specific content, then yes, it's a big deal because we have to be fair to the title of a content creator or someone who's working in brand or promotion. If they have to do some creative thinking, get some people in, uh, come up with an ad or, or some kind of infographic, etc. That's their time and money. And you or me or anyone else, you know, we're not entitled to that. But if it's a simple retweet or a repost for a good cause, it's not too much to ask. But having said that, It comes down to our expectations and our worldviews, as opposed to what we perceive and what the other person perceives. In this particular issue, and if I can speak broadly... The fact that it was a Subang-centric focused effort and the fact that you were reaching out to people in Subang. And we've seen many famous people like go back to their hometowns and build massive things and contribute, yada, yada, yada. So I didn't get that part. But at the end of the day, when it comes back to whether do they have a moral duty to you or me when we ask them for a request, even though it's a good request, I can't say they do. It's the same as asking someone to lend you 10 ringgit whether that person has a million dollars or a hundred dollars, whether he chooses to lend you is his personal choice. Um, And so whether someone, you know, decides to do you a favor or me a favor for that matter, it's their personal choice. Okay.
0: Yeah. So I think that was a great discussion. Vivik, anything to add on your side just to wrap up this discussion?
2: So closing thoughts, I think going back to my own take or separation between influencer and promoter, etc. I still emphasize on numbers just being one element. It's also the quality of your followers. And yeah, I think that's it from me. And TV, for you, if you
0: could summarize the role of an influencer itself, what would it be? I
1: personally think everyone's influencer. Just look at this, okay? Client, personal, whatever things that you post, if you're showing it to the world, be prepared to also have the repercussions because what people see on social media is what you chose to show them. So if you're showing them something that they don't like, you can't go and say, why are you guys being so bad on me and stuff? Because at the end of the day, that's what you choose to show. So all I can say is, post responsibly.
0: On that note, that's all the time we have. TV and Vivek, thank you so much for your time and take care. (music)